0: downloading our latest podcast from Cathedral of Praise Church in Rockhampton. You're about to hear another message from our senior pastor, Claude Bingleton. Um, It is since in 1986, God began to speak to me and in 1987, I asked the people of this house to bring a sacrificial gift to the Lord of one week's salary. At the end of June as a first fruits for the new financial year of 2013 and 14. It has to be a free will offering. As I begin to prepare, I said to the Lord Jesus, I would love to be able to teach at least one message on a Sunday for a whole year about the liberty that God wants to bring us into in relationship to our financial, economic state. The real danger that we have as we talk about this is that we're not stirring up a spirit of covetousness. The Bible talks about let your conversation be without covetousness. But the real challenge for us is, is... is. That God wants to prosper us. God wants to bless us in every area. Yonggi Cho, who established his church just after the Korean War, took this verse in 3 John 2 in the midst of abject poverty and plastered it everywhere. And this is the statement. Beloved, I wish above all things. Everybody say, I wish above all things. That you may prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. And today, he believes that because of the preaching of the gospel, listen to this, it was a Buddhist country. Today, 25% of the nation is now Christian. But he believes it's because of the propagation of the gospel and because of the teaching that God would have his people to come to a place of prosperity that the nation of South Korea is prospering in an incredible way among all the nations of the earth. You've got the Hyundai cars, you've got the Samsung phones. Oh, sorry to go there. Um, uh, But the reality is that, that the nation is prospering and they have set goals to be one of the most economic nations on the face of the earth within 20 years, one of the most. But Yonggi Cho says it's because of the gospel and the teaching of the wholeness of the gospel. You see, I'm not sharing with you this morning so that you might develop a covetous spirit. And in the next few weeks, I'm sharing it with you because the Bible says, the blessing of the Lord makes us rich and he adds no sorrow with it. If there develops within our lives a covetous spirit, For life does not consist in the abundance of the things that we have. And God wants us to have an abundance. But life is not found in the abundance of these things. Life is found in Jesus alone, but he wants us to experience his favor and his blessing. It was in 1986 and we started in 87 that the Lord began to speak to me and say that I want you to ask the people to do this, to bring a free will offering of one week salary. Some people will say, Pastor, I can't do that. Yes, you can. If you would discipline yourself, if you would do without the luxuries for a little time, whether it be before or after, the necessities you need to do, the necessities you need to pay your house payments, you need to pay your electricity bills, you need to pay your rates, you need to feed your kids. You can, but you can do without the luxuries for a time, because you want to bring to the Lord a first fruits offering, an offering that says that Lord, here is what I am presenting to you. And I'm presenting it to you because I believe you are worthy of the first fruits in my life. I would like you to turn in your Bibles with me to 2 Chronicles 31. And 2 Chronicles 31, um, here we have a passage of scripture about Hezekiah. And his father was a wicked man. His father closed up the house of God. His father offered children as burnt offerings. He sacrificed children on the altar to the foreign gods and the false gods. But when Hezekiah came uh, to the place of being um, a king, he began to reverse the whole process. And the Bible says that as soon as the commandment was circulated, the circulation of the commandment for the support of the priests and the Levites that they might devote themselves to the law, as soon as the commandment was circulated, the children of Israel brought in abundance the first fruits. Everybody say the first fruits yes. of the grain and the wine, the oil and the honey, and of all the produce of the field. We understand it was an agrarian society. It was an industrial society like it is today. And all the produce of the field, and they brought in abundantly the tithe of everything. The children of Israel and Judah who dwell in the cities of Judah brought the tithe of the oxen and the sheep, also a tithe of the holy things, which were consecrated to the Lord their God. And they laid in heaps. In the third month, they began laying them in heaps and they finished in the seventh month. And when Hezekiah and the leaders came and saw the heaps, they blessed the Lord and his people. And Hezekiah questioned the priests and the Levites concerning the heaps. And Azurah, the priest from the house of Zadok answered him and said, Since the people began to bring the offerings into the house of the Lord, we have enough to eat and have plenty left, for the Lord has blessed his people, and what is left is this great abundance. It's interesting, but because the scripture says they begin to bring from the third month to the seventh month. In the third month, the first month is the Passover month. Jesus is our first fruits. He is resurrection, is the type of the first fruits of what is going to happen at the great resurrection of the day. And if there is a first fruits, then there is more. Everybody say, if there is a first fruits, then there is more. Come on, say it with me. If there is a first fruits, there is more. Do you realize in the scripture that the Bible talks about the we who have received in in um, in uh, Romans eight? I'm not sure verse twenty three. The Bible says we who have received the first fruits of the Spirit. Do you know that the Bible records the first fruits of the Spirit as the baptism in the Holy Ghost? And God has given to us, when he baptizes us in the Spirit, the first fruits of the Spirit. So there is more of the Spirit that God says is coming to you. Everybody say, there is more. It's quite amazing because on the third month, in the third month of the Jewish calendar, it was the Feast of Pentecost, the Feast of Weeks. And we had Pentecost Sunday, last Sunday. It didn't, didn't coincide with the Jewish festival of Feast of Weeks, and it should have, but we don't do it because we have a different calendar than they, and we shouldn't have a different calendar than they, because if the Jews would understand that we as believers, when we celebrate the Passover, we see the fulfillment of that feast, and we celebrate Pentecost at the same time they did, they would see the fulfillment of it, but some stupid person had to come up with an idea that we needed to celebrate the fulfilment on these feasts at a different time when they did. And we were wrong. But do you understand that from the third to the seventh month, that was between the Feast of Weeks, listen to me, and the Feast of Tabernacles. And the Feast of Tabernacles was the greatest in gathering of the harvest because the harvest was coming in, Jesus the first fruits of the resurrection. And then at the Feast of Weeks, there was the celebration of the, coming, of, of, of the harvest and they would take the, the, the bread that was baked together, the two loaves that represent the Gentile and the Jew, and, and they would offer them before the Lord. They begin to gather the harvest from the third month to the seventh month. Something begins to be released in the gathering. But it's not that God would have you to develop a covetous spirit when he brings abundance into your life. And God would not have you to forget him when you come into the place of blessing. When you come into the place of prosperity, you know, I know people have come into the place of blessing and prosperity and they still tithe because of the blessing that God has upon their lives, but they have forgotten him. And it's not that these things, I mean, if I had enough money, if I had a Learjet sitting out on the tarmac, ready to take me to any part of Asia in a few hours' journey, would I be in church this morning or would I take advantage of the weekend of flying into Singapore, seeing my friends and then flying home? Would it be that the resources of abundances of resources, that suddenly I could forget my God... And the Bible reminds us and says to us that when you come into such blessing, would you turn with me please to Deuteronomy chapter 8. I've got to watch the time this morning. Oh good, I've got a half an hour. In, in Deuteronomy chapter 8 the scripture says in verse 17 verse 16 because he reminds them how that he led us through the wilderness he reminds the children of Israel how he brought them through and you need to remember this and he says in verse 14 when your heart is lifted up and you forget the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage and he says your heart is lifted up in verse 13 when your herds and your flocks multiply and your silver and your gold is multiplied and all that you have is multiplied who would like that all that they have to be multiplied I'm the only one that's got my own And that's what the Lord says to the children of Israel. But here the principle, it's a principle it says, when your heart is lifted up, do you not forget? Notice when it says down in verse uh, 16, who fed you in the wilderness with manna, which your fathers did not know that he might humble you and he might test you and do you good in the end. Do you know that God tests us to do us good? Let me ask you a question, parents. Have you ever tested your kids besides loving them? You're unwise if you haven't. When you're training your children and bringing them up in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord, have you ever tested them? Have you ever tested them with obedience, with duties to perform? With honour in the house, as the scripture says, you should honour your father and mother. Have you ever made sure, fathers, that your children are honouring your wife? I would have never allow my children to dishonour their wives. You see, a father tests his child that in the end he may do them good, otherwise you will do them bad. And the scripture says this. Beware, if you, if you look at this passage of scripture, um, it's in verse 17. Then you will say in your heart, my power and the might of my hand hath gained me this wealth and you shall remember that the Lord your God, it is he that gives you the power to get wealth. He gives you the ability to get it that he may establish his covenant which he swore to your fathers as to this day. Then it shall be that if by any means you forget the Lord your God and follow after other gods. Covetousness is idolatry. But God does want to multiply what you have. But not that you forget. It's interesting that these divine principles are so important to me that they operate in my life that as I was preparing uh, on Friday and I went home and said to my wife, my darling, I said, I wish I could take one message every Sunday, whether morning or evening, and preach on biblical economics just for the purpose of getting rid of all the religious junk out of people's hearts and minds. I'm your pastor. I'm 70 years of age. I only own one house. I don't have Bible promises, houses and lands. I don't care how many houses you've got. I'm glad that you've got many. I've focused on one thing and one thing alone, the ministry. God hasn't called you to do that. You can do what you like. God wants to multiply. But I am a prosperous man. And I have riches without sorrow. And some of you will exceedingly prosper. Far beyond me. And God wants it to be so. But the important thing is that you recognize that they brought their first fruits. From the third, they brought their first, then they brought their tithes and their offerings. And they kept bringing until there were heaps. Listen to now what I'm going to say. After the seventh month, when all the harvest was gathered in. They were expecting the rain to come, ready to get the soil ready for the next harvest. Have you heard of the former and the latter rain? Do you know that rain gets the harvest ripened? And God wants to send rain upon your seed so that you can have a harvest. The difficulty is... Some people never sow. And do you know that some people could say, well, pastor, it's been a tough year. Sure, for some people it has been. I understand that. But you show me a farmer that's had a hard year that doesn't sow for the next harvest. And there can be reasons why we've had a poor harvest. There can be, I mean, first and foremost, it can be in spiritual opposition. That the enemy is seeking to discourage, and though he fall, the Lord shall uphold him with his hand. It can be that they have forgotten God, it can be that uh, they have become covetous and just begin to speculate and do what they have done only on the basis because it was a good idea and they did not consult the Lord. That's got nothing to do with me. Just as a, as a draw card to this, we need to understand. The premise in which the Lord told me that he wanted his people to do this, and we've been doing it since 1987, is found in two important scriptures. Would you come with me there, please? And I must watch the time as I share this with you today. And I will be, I warn you, I will be talking about biblical economics and finances for the next four weeks. Morning and evening. Because God wants to release you. Why is it that you can believe spiritually your sins are forgiven and you can't believe that God can prosper you? Do you know there there are some wonderful Christian men and women. They believe that, 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 that God loves them and they're saved. And do you know that they believe in the supernatural for the spiritual, but they never believe in the supernatural for the natural? But Margaret Dale was healed last Sunday morning in the presence of God. And that was a spiritual miracle that took place in a natural body. And you not only need the supernatural and the spiritual, you need it in the physical and you need it in the material. Who wants the supernatural in the spiritual? If you get saved and baptized in the Holy Ghost, that's spiritual. Who wants the supernatural in the physical when somebody's sick and they need healing? That's, that's, that's the supernatural. Who wants the supernatural in their finances? Who wants the supernatural? You have to sow a seed. But the important thing is you've come to the scripture and the sowing of the seed of our substance. Come here with me to, what did I say? Proverbs chapter 3. In Proverbs chapter 3, verse 9 and 10. Honour the Lord with your possessions. Notice what it says. With the first fruits of all your increase. So I reasoned the Lord spoke to me and said, I, salary. I want to say to you, I no uh, no one knows what I give except Avani and Stel because they see the first fruits. But I give far exceeding above my salary, and I do it not because I have to, because I want to honor the Lord. I remember last year the Lord said to me when I got really excited about preaching first fruits, I told the Lord quite emotionally what I was going to give, and then through the week I got cold feet. I was going to, told him what I was going to honour him with, and I got so excited. You know, I really got really excited, far above what my salary is. I got so excited, and then by Tuesday I got cold fever. What have I said? What have I said? You know, Lord, that's a lot. Anyway, by Thursday he came to me and said, Challenge your faith. Don't challenge me. Challenge your faith. You see, you see, we read in the scriptures that. In in Romans chapter 4, if you read in the New Living Translation, it says, and it happened because Abraham believed God. But we've so exalted faith today above God himself even. But faith causes God to respond. And I was praying this morning and I said, Lord, would you respond to my faith? Lord, would you respond to our faith as we're worshipping you? As we open our hearts to you, would you respond to our faith? God has moved with compassion, but he responds to faith. Everybody say he responds to faith. And so faith is an action. Faith is always an action. And the Bible says here in this passage of Scripture, to honour the Lord with the first fruits. And I see your salary or your income or what it is, and it is that you might be daring enough to believe, and I don't give, listen to me, I do not give for the purpose of getting an increased salary from this congregation. For the last two years, I said no. Alan Spackman can witness to you, it's true. Don't give me an increase in my salary. Enough's enough. I do not have a covetous spirit. But God has prospered me exceedingly above what anybody could have given me. Because God is a supernatural God. Say, God is a supernatural God. If I told you I would embarrass you, why does it work for me and it doesn't work for you? Why is it that it happens for me? I don't have a business. I can't make an exceeding great profit. I get a flat salary like everybody else. Whatever the board decides on, that's what I get paid. And that's it. That's it. God wants to bless you. Turn to somebody and say, God wants to bless you. It's interesting in Scripture. It's interesting in Scripture. People say they want to prove God. God said, if you want to prove me, then prove me with your money. If you want to put me to the test, then come on, test me. With what you have in money. Malachi chapter 3. But look at this passage of Scripture. He says, And so honor the Lord with your possessions and the first fruits of all your increase, so your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow. Honor in Scripture is always with substance. Turn with me to another passage of scripture, please, um, in, in 1 Samuel chapter 2. These are the foundational scriptures, and I nearly wasn't going to share them this morning, but I thought there may be people in the house that have never heard this message, and I need to go back to the beginning. But in Samuel chapter 2, verse 30, I think it is, 1 Samuel chapter 2, hallelujah, Is it, verse 30, now fancy if I couldn't find it. There it is, everybody says he's found it. It says, Therefore the Lord God of Israel says, I said indeed that your house and the house of your father would walk before me forever. He's talking to Eli the priest. But now the Lord says, Be it far from me, for those who honor me, I will honor. And those who despise me shall be lightly esteemed. It was on that premise that God began to show me the importance of what we need to do because God wants to release for you a harvest. Everybody say, God wants me to release a harvest to me. But it's it's a harvest without sorrow. Covetousness is a, covetousness will bring sorrow. Seriously, no, don't say that. Covetousness will bring sorrow. The Bible says, let your conversation be without covetousness. I don't talk about all the things I want, and yet I have abundantly. My conversation is not with the desire for things. My conversation is that I lust after the spiritual, not after the natural. But God wants to bring blessing upon our lives. There's a lot of junk in our thinking, religious junk. There's a lot of junk in our hearts and our minds, and we're trying to be free from it, but God's ways are not our ways. And we must learn his ways. I remember teaching some years ago on giving and I said, if you want to prosper, there's three things that you need. God, brains and brawn. I believe it. God needs you to be wise. You need to be thinking about what you're doing. God needs not for you to be lazy. He needs you to be energetic. He wants you to be creative. But you need his favor. But notice the order. God, brains and brawn. God is going to give you ideas. You will be starting to seek for wisdom of what you should do, of how you should invest. God will connect you with the right sort of people. It won't be that you'll sit down with some uh, get-rich-quick scheme and work from home and do nothing and won't, you know, all these promises, all of these things that people say that, uh, you know, you can have by doing nothing. It's just a bunch of lies hope you enjoyed this podcast to find out more about our church or to hear this message in full you can purchase or download a copy from our website at www.copchurch.com.au